0: Let's get down to brass tacks. So. We'll do it live. Okay. Well, we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can go write it and we'll do it live. Welcome to the channel, ladies and gentlemen. Coriander, we're here for Slasher Movie Club, talking about mm-hmm. *Dressed to Kill*.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Um, from one of the greatest directors of all time, uh, Brian De Palma. Mm-hmm. Nineteen eighty. We're, yep. you know, it's it's funny. We're still hovering around nineteen eighty and eighty one yeah. for these slasher movies. It's crazy how There's many. So
1: many. There were. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: I can't right. believe it uh let's check out the chat and see who we've got and then we'll get going on this thing sure. uh let's see we got drake <laughs> saying we're back <laughs> what's up nice <laughs> thank you for hanging out with us in our candy right? video uh that was really really fun man thank you so much uh drake saying about to do a vid after this just wanted to drop by Dress to kill as one of my faves doing a diploma as well nice nice, nice. i gotta check that which out which one man. yeah right? exactly let us know man Let us know uh, We got my man Neil Neil's in the chat Saying I bought the digital version of this on Voodoo About a year ago But haven't watched it yet Nice Oh man.
1: nice Yeah you
0: gotta, you gotta check it out man And we will yeah. uh, And I wanna say this We will be talking about spoilers I'll give you guys the warning We'll kinda do an overview real quick But then we Cause there's almost no way to talk about this movie yeah, Without getting without... into spoilers Yeah Yeah so we'll, we'll let you know neil we'll start off with an overview though um drake said sorry was in carrie mindset but they have a hell of a criterion yes mm. true enough mm-hmm. saying that silence of the lambs has a cool one as well yeah it does mm-hmm. one of my favorite films of all times uh let's see he says i'm doing carrie bro all right no, nice great
1: yeah great. it's one of my favorites
0: yeah, yeah it is uh, Neil saying spoilers are okay for me no worries okay man okay yeah. cool and I gotta admit you know and, and I love De Palma but I gotta admit the spoiler in this there was there was a, a the twist and then there was like a mm-hmm. mini twist in it the mini twist caught me off guard a little bit but the uh the major twist you kind of see it a, a little bit you well you do see it to me anyways a mile away I don't know what you thought about that coriander but you know I I kind of saw the twist a mile away did you um,
1: a mile away? Well, Maybe you know, not a mile away, yeah, but you but. saw it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's 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 get this thing going, man. Uh, again, Brian De Palma doing this movie, nineteen eighty. It starts off, and you're basically introduced to Angie dickinson's Pretty character. risque, right? It is. It is very risque. It starts off <laughs> with a bathroom scene. And she's naked and uh but it's it's a weird type of scene but and Palma, it's a body
1: double so it's not like yeah. you know
0: well yeah which everyone I'm and, sure knows yeah yeah and we'll, we'll get to that too but it's kind of a weird eerie scene the way it's shot and de Palma is is fantastic with these types of things because you're trying to figure out what's going on. You don't really know. The cinematography is very, very good. There's an elegance to the shot and so forth. And then all of a sudden she's got someone in the shower with her, and it's like boom, and it's like, wait a minute. And it's almost like his version of the shower scene from Psycho. You know what I'm saying? Um, there are a lot of parallels between this and Psycho. Oh and yeah. As and, and as far as Totally. We, yeah, and we all know that uh, De Palma was a huge Hitchcock fan. I mean, obviously. Yeah, he was. Who who isn't? And um, he brought
1: lust and murder and a twist, just like you know,
0: just like Psycho did. Absolutely, yeah. But uh, we, you know, we're introduced and and we realize that it's it's a it's a it's a dream scene, okay? Yeah. And then we find that she's seeing. But a then therapist. you have
1: her. right? But not only Which, that, but you know, you have this dream sequence. But then she's having, you know. Loveless sex with her husband, you know. Right.
0: Yes. So right there, yeah. it
1: tells you that she's not very satisfied
0: with what she's got. Right, right. And she's got a lot of lot of things going on, and that's why she's <laughs> seeing Michael Caine, who's her yeah. therapist. And you know, it's just kind of an odd uh appointment that she has with them you know the back and forth that they have and michael kane obviously is a legend um you know we, we obviously adore michael kane and everything that he does he was fantastic yeah um in this movie what were you thinking uh, about the story at this point
1: you know well <laughs> this woman i mean <laughs> obviously yeah she's she's a sexually charged woman you know because she even asked you know her therapist are you attracted to me? You know, do you want to have sex with me or something like that? And he's like, well, yes, but I'm married, you know? And it's like, wow, you know, what kind of therapist is this? But yeah, it's interesting. And then, yeah, you get to that museum scene where again, you know, that you got seduction taking place. And well,
0: yeah. Yeah. Once we, once we, get to that museum scene. Well actually first let me get to the chat here. Fred was saying there's also a 40s movie called Dress to Kill but it's based on a Sherlock Holmes novel. Oh yeah, nice. Drake saying Angie Dickinson had something about her that's attractive, but she's no Nancy Allen. <laughs> that's a good point, Drake. But um yeah, when we get to the museum scene, first of all, shout out to the Palma again. This scene and Coriander, I mean, you know this because I was saying it. This scene was so well done, and it was a long yeah. shot, and with yeah. the musical score and the cinematography, Definitely. and there were no words spoken. This scene is like a like at yeah. least like eight minutes, seven minutes. But like not
1: that. only that, from like the very beginning, there's not much dialogue.
0: That's so, true yeah. too. Yeah, that's very true. But you know, it's this this flirtatious game of cat and mouse that she has uh, with this man and again uh, this museum seemed like it was the biggest museum of all time because there's so many goddamn hallways and corridors and twists and turns and you know I think thematically De Palma was also trying to illustrate Angie Dickinson's maze of emotions and and maze of her feeling repressed and, and, and sexually repressed and all that type of stuff but that scene was fantastically done. I, I And I remember yeah. saying it to you. I've never seen a scene done like, like that. And it was so well done. What did you think of that scene? It, it was
1: like kind of poetic and beautiful, you know, yes. because you had the art and you had these two chasing one another. And yes. then with the whole climax with, you know, once they meet up in the cab and. Right they they get down and dirty yeah
0: right yeah but it it was just a fantastic scene it really really was um but then you realize because what had happened is she had dropped one of her gloves she had two gloves yeah and he had uh picked up one glove and that was kind of right but she took it
1: off too right to say hey i'm married so
0: right yeah yeah and then when she finally got out of the museum at the end of that scene, before she gets into the cab with him, she takes off her other glove. Now, yeah. the thing that's funny is at this point, you may be thinking that this stranger means means harm to her, but the truth of the matter is that her real killer picks up her other glove. And so yeah. th- there's a lot of mystery to the movie at this point. And again, we're mm-hmm. only about, I don't know, maybe about 15 minutes or so in so it's really really well done i will give a lot of credit to that but we yep. also meet her son she has a son and uh <laughs> shout out to keith gordon uh from christine mm-hmm. fame yep. and jaws 2 and so forth he always yep. stands out as a young you know young guy in these movies but right? you know he's he's one of those uh, whiz kids in school and you mm-hmm. can see the type of relationship that they have as mother and son. Uh, his father is out of the uh, out of the picture, and, and, and you know now he's got the other guy who's basically being like a stepfather. But anyways, but you can see that they have a good relationship. Um, you know, it's a small scene, but it sets up some things that are going to be important for later on. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, when we talk about the stranger that she she basically gets into the cab with, and then spends the night with. That scene also was done really, really well. And there was a lot of tension in that scene. And even when she's leaving the room in the middle of the night and so forth. Yeah. Cinematography wise, what? well, and anything uh, else, what were you thinking? Cram-
1: the slow camera work was great.
0: Yes. I mean, absolutely.
1: I thought, yeah. I mean, cinematography, everything. Yeah. It, yeah.
0: it was great. Yeah. And, you know, De Palma was really holding the tension uh, For a long time yeah. You know, she gets mm-hmm. in the elevator Well, first of all, she spends all that time trying to write a note To him before she leaves but And yes. then of course, a little, little bit of the uh, The little sick gag That De Palma throws in there with the uh,
1: Yes, the paper. STD Yes, yeah. where it tells you That, you know, that would be like Anybody's nightmare Here you are yeah. fishing for a pen And you see right. results of an STD test that yes. positive for Whatever and, it
0: was, and it was like, oh yeah. my God. And again, <laughs> shout out to the way it was done because no words are being spoken in this scene. Right? right. Right. And Angie Dickinson, again, you know, she just carried it very well. You could see the looks of hope. Concern on her face. On her face. Yeah. Yeah. Concern when she finds that out, the excitement <laughs> right? and, and all of this type of stuff. But she goes to the elevator, and this is the big setup. This is kind of like, yeah. this is Hitchcock's uh shower scene basically she gets into the elevator and she realizes that she forgot her ring and she's yeah. like oh shit and she's pushing the button and the elevator you know again the tension is being held and so eventually mm. and you had that goes,
1: mother and daughter come in and that little girl was just kept staring yes, at her you know yes, just so that would things. make you uncomfortable yeah
0: yeah yeah and 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 she really um sold that scene, Angie did. Uh, she did. playing playing as Kate Kate Miller, by the way. Um, but she decides to go back up after the mother and daughter get off the elevator. She goes back yep. up, the elevator door opens up and it is very well done. Then all of a sudden, yeah, man. Razorblade yeah. City. And yep. it's like, whoa. And the scene was, was done very, very well. Um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, um, Kate puts up her hand in defense and there's nothing that she can really do. And yeah. I mean, it was just basically, it, it was a, it was a well done scene. What did you think of this scene? Cause this is really, this is really the first time that we get into anything that's uh, killer oriented.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. You're like, holy shit. Cause mm-hmm. you're like, who is this person? You know? Cause yeah. You, right. you know, normally at least at some point you see the killer, you know what I mean? And yeah maybe we did but at one point you're not quite sure you're like who is this you know because right you can't really tell and yeah poor friggin' liz there she was in the wrong place at the wrong time she was with yes. one of her customers mm-hmm. and just as the, they push that elevated door to get picked up and yeah man right there it opens her buddy there sees the, like the chick on the floor and he takes off running yep. and nancy's like oh my god you know she wants to help her but then she sees like the flash of the razor blade and yeah she yeah, yeah caught a glimpse of the killer mm-hmm. and then it, it just yeah i mean then the chase begins yeah yeah
0: Yeah, i mean and, and again nancy allen nancy allen who's playing as liz i mean she's basically the, the eyewitness, you know, at this point. Yeah, she is. You know, yeah. Like you said, her uh, her client just, he bolted like a punk. Yeah, he did. Like yeah. a punk. Instead of trying yep. to help this woman uh, because they didn't yeah. know, because all they knew is they saw a body there. And right. We don't, we don't really know if Kate was, was dead right there or dying, but they didn't. Well, she, she even,
1: didn't... yeah, Kate, she did move or she did something. She, you know. Yes, you're right. To,
0: so, yeah. But yeah, the, and I mean, but they didn't see the killer. They didn't see that the, the, the right. killer was still in there. So it's basically like, help this poor woman. I know it's New York, but damn, you know what I mean. Yeah. But um, so anyways, uh, so Liz gets the hell out of there. She was smart enough to do that, and obviously, Kate dies. Now, this is all like within what the like the first twenty minutes of the movie, something, something like that. Like that. So, she... Kate is dead, and I'm like, yes, she what? is. So that already threw me for a loop. And of course, the last time we had famously seen this was in Psycho with Janet Leigh,
1: you know? So
0: it's like, wow, De Palma's doing his riff on psycho. You have the protagonist that you're following, yeah, you and, you, and and we were, and don't get me wrong, Janet Lee. You know, in Psycho, we were following. Well, actually, I won't say that because I was going to say with Kate in this story, maybe we were even more invested in her as a character. But I'm not going to say that because I was pretty invested in Janet Lee in Psycho. But yeah, I think I was say, more
1: invested in Janet than cake
0: really but but needless to say you know my my thought of it when i first saw this movie was okay she got attacked but she's Hmm. she's gonna survive and then she's gonna be stalked i didn't think she was gonna get killed right out right you know so anyways but uh nancy allen you know they go to the police and who is the detective on the (laughs) case coriander
1: who is
0: your boy france Right, good old Dennis France who always plays the, the that cop, you know, Yeah New he York does. cop. He's awesome, yeah, um, yep. legendary. But um, yeah, so he's trying to figure out the case. He, he talks to Liz. He talks to Michael Caine's character. He obviously is the doctor, Doctor Robert Elliot. Um, yep. and, and he's shocked when he finds out that his client has been killed. You know, he's yeah. like, oh my god, and his god. razor's
1: oh, missing, yeah. his razor blade.
0: Yes, and yeah. so the mystery starts to really widen at this point, you know, because mm-hmm. we also find out that uh, Dr. Elliot thinks that it could be a troubled uh, other client of his who mm-hmm. um, who who has some some identity issues and so forth. So anyway, so yeah. it's all setting up for a lot of great stuff here. Um, but the bottom line is at this point in the story, Nancy Allen, who's playing Liz is basically being stalled and you had some great scenes um where it was like holy shit that subway scene was done fantastically yeah because she had the
1: killer it was crazy because yeah she had the killer coming after her so she's running from that and then she's thinking well i'm gonna go over to these guys and maybe i'd be okay but no Then these guys, this gang of guys start chasing her. They yeah, get on yeah. like the subway and everything. Yeah. Subway train and and so doesn't the killer. And yes. there's a cop and she's trying to tell the cop, hey, this this is happening, and the cop's like, Yeah, is it really, you know? Right.
0: Yeah. Totally didn't believe it's,
1: her. It was yeah. a great scene.
0: The, right? It was the, the, thing, the thing that that gets me with this movie is the tension was very good. Very thick. Yes. And, and it was yep. really It was done well, but um, that scene on the subway was really, really good. Uh, Drake was saying, uh, very Hitchcock camera work on the elevator scene. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, Neil was saying, De Palma is such a great director, he could film paint drying and make it interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You're right, man. You're
1: right. Oh, man.
0: Oh, man. Drake said, uh, he said, screw all that jazz. Talking about the guy who ran once he saw Angie Dickinson dead (laughs) Right. Uh, Slasher Fred saying, speaking of Dennis France, he was also in Psycho 3. That's right. Yeah, he yes. was. Good job on that one, Fred. Yeah. Um, And we got my man Brian. Brian's in the chat saying, hey, Knight and Coriander. Hello. How you doing, Brian? Nice to see you, man. Just talking about Dressed to Kill. Um, right. But yeah, so, so anyways, to make a long story short here, at this point, we don't know who the killer is. Nancy Allen doesn't know who the killer is. She only saw the glimpse. She knows yeah. it was she thinks it's a
1: lady
0: yeah 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 we all do you know and and mm, so yeah. so and then you have michael kane he's trying to figure out the mystery on his end because he has a patient that calls yeah. and leaves a message yep. and and says you know i killed one already i'm gonna kill the one your who blade. saw me. Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely so there's multiple things going on but yep. when nancy allen goes through that whole subway thing and she gets attacked then it kind of the the, the, the film kind of changes a little bit because then you realize that keith gordon who's the son of uh kate angie dickinson mm-hmm. he wants to find out who murdered his mom and, and yeah you know, I, can de- I can definitely understand that he's a whiz little kid.
1: detective on the case
0: yeah so he does his detective work and so forth mm-hmm. and, and and also um you know, he's he's pretty damn handy. He, he, you have that scene of yeah. timing people coming in and out of the doctor's office. Again, yeah. these were great scenes uh, directed Definitely. by De Palma. What were you thinking and not about? Not only
1: him? that, yeah, I thought he was great because not only was he investigating this crime that, you know, obviously that took the life of his mother, mm. but he saved, you know, Liz as well from the killer. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. he did.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He actually did save her uh, with yep. uh, some homemade mace. He said, so it was yeah. some cool stuff. Um, right. And, and you also have Michael Caine, who goes to another doctor. Uh, yep. On the on the answering machine, this troubled client, uh, Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. He's talking about, hey, I'm trying to get you know, uh, you know, a sex reassignment. And you better tell the doctor that I'm okay, you know, and this and that. And so, uh, Michael Caine actually goes to that doctor and and basically wants to find out about Bobby, and basically Mm -hmm. letting the doctor know, like, hey, this guy is a killer. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, it all comes down to the finale uh, to me, Coriander, the last third of this movie when. You've got Liz, who figures, "Hey, we've got to find out this. We gotta, we gotta get the appointment book of Doctor Elliot. That way, we can identify who the killer is." And that was the whole reason yeah. that uh, Keith Gordon, the son uh, Peter, he was timing people coming in and out of the office. He was trying to figure out mm-hmm. how they could best do it. So they come up with this <laughs> this big plan where you have Liz going into the office and she basically figures that she's going to try to seduce dr elliott yeah but also
1: try to look at his books to see who the clients were so they could try to figure out who the killer was
0: right and 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 she goes through this whole thing where she's talking to him and you know she's like well you know let's let's you know let's do it and this and that and Mm -hmm. again michael Shout out again to Michael Kane because in this Yeah, movie, he
1: finally gives in. Supposedly he'll he's giving in.
0: Well, right, <laughs> but 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 just he's just a, such a fantastic actor. He really he is. is. And in this scene there was well, we'll get to that, but he's just great. But so keep up so Peter, played by Keith Gordon, he's watching all of this through the window right he's waiting for her to basically get separated uh from dr Elliot, so she can find the appointment book get the information Mm -hmm. and either throw it out the window to him or whatever right right then it it gets to this point where she does get a chance to go through his drawers and stuff like that she's trying to find the appointment but she finally finds it and then the lights go off and it's like oh shit And and you start to realize everything that you need to realize. What were you thinking at this point in the movie?
1: Well, you know, you really didn't know what to think because you saw, you know, Dr. You know, Elliot there Mm -hmm. taking his clothes off, getting ready to what you Mm -hmm. think is, you know, going to get lucky. And next thing you know, you know, yeah, she's being attacked. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. And... And it, it, it was a great scene, the way it was done, because it's so dark, and it's lightning outside, yeah. uh, thundering yeah. and lightning, and then the, the flash of lightning happens, and then, boom, you see the killer right behind her. But here's the yeah. other part. That and that me. guy
1: who was outside, too, is saying, behind you, you know? Right.
0: Yeah, Peter yeah. is right there at the window, and he's saying, mm-hmm. look out, look out, behind you, behind you. But here's the, the mini twist. All of a sudden, behind him is a <laughs> blonde. Right, yep. is another blonde yep. who basically like, what? grabs him and I'm like wait a minute are there two yeah. killers is, is, the, is the real killer behind Peter who's that in the room with Liz so you start to right. really you thought you knew everything but you realized that you didn't and I thought that that was a fantastic little mini twist you know what I'm saying yeah um Real quick, too, in the chat, let me just catch up to these guys. Brian was saying, I forgot to watch the movie in preparation for this stream, but there are a lot of great scenes in this film, like the art museum. Yeah. Maybe Angie Dickinson yeah. is being stalked and the scene at the end. Yeah, absolutely, man. We were talking about. They were
1: both stalking each other because yeah. she at one point was that like almost had that look of, oh, my God, I lost it. You know. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So yeah.
0: But yeah, we, we talked about the museum scene and it's just it's just fantastic, Brian. It really, really yeah. is. Um, Neil was saying, uh, Franz looks really young here, but Michael Caine always looks 70 no matter how far back you go. <laughs> kind of oh, like Tommy no. Lee Jones. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, <laughs> Brian, Brian says, with the shower and the asylum or whatever, the close ups of the Angie Dickinson or Karen Karen Allen character is a stand in that had to have their yes. pubic hair colored to match Karen Allen's or Angie's. Yeah, because yes. she
1: was a redhead. So yeah, they had to get rid of that because that wasn't yep. matched.
0: Yep uh brian saying uh, dennis franz i think says, has been cast for tons of cop roles yeah he yeah has. he has he really really has but yeah so the twist at the end is that there's another blonde right and it's like what yeah. and then all of a sudden right when liz is about to get killed all of a sudden pop 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 you hear a yep, gun through go the off window. through yep. the window and it's like wait a minute what and you still don't know you still don't know what's really happening You come to find out that the killer Inside the room with Liz Was Michael Caine, Dr. Elliot Yes, doctor Yeah, which, you know, it kind of To me, that wasn't uh, You know, that wasn't uh, uh, uh,
1: You know, he obviously You know, had issues with Because back then When when you're a transgender You didn't have the help That people have today You know what I mean? So for someone who feels like They're not themselves. They're trapped in a body that they shouldn't be in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, obviously it drove them to go a little crazy, you
0: know? Yeah. I mean, and the parallels to Norman Bates is huge because... The yeah. thing of it is, he, he kills Angie Dickinson's character because she turned he him on. Tr- exactly. Right? She, yep. she turned on Elliot's side of things. And so Bobby yep. had to protect took over. and took yep. over. Just like with Norman, every time he got turned yep. on by a woman, the mother yep. side of his personality came out. So, you know, a lot of parallels to Psycho and, and Definitely. Hitch. Um, yep. Which was really interesting. So, but... Um, yeah. So we realize it's Michael Caine And we've and, and I'm still wondering well, who's the other blonde Is that the real villain or what And we come to find out because then they have the scene <laughs> At the police station we come to find out yep. That the other blonde was working so uh, Undercover cop Yeah. Yes working for the cops and uh, good old Dennis France so it's kind of like Wow and then you know you kind of yeah. have that Same type of understanding Of why Elliot did What he did um, mm-hmm. You have that scene where uh, Liz and Peter are having lunch and basically she's like hey you're a good kid I'm glad you were there for me and you know we'll be friends and all that type of stuff so it's it's kind of like a cool happy type of ending but then Peter's like well hey if you, if you don't have anywhere to, to stay you can stay at my place tonight and you know blah 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 so she goes to, to stay at his place as friends and then you have the other shower seed coriander now I gotta admit man When I started seeing this, I'm like, wait a minute, what is happening? It's like, it's crazy. And actually, and I'm sorry, but before that shower scene, we got to go to the asylum because the big thing that they had asked is what's going to happen to Elliot? And um, I think it was one of the uh, the police uh, psychiatrists or whatever was saying that he has to, he has to basically, they have to basically see if he can stand trial you know he's yeah. got to stay in, stay in an institution an asylum until he becomes sane enough to stand trial and so you mm-hmm. see this fantastic scene in the asylum the way that the camera pans into the asylum and it's it's not dark i mean it's dark but you can see but it's just the way that it's lit and it's so creepy and so surreal yeah. what what were you thinking of, of that scene coriander
1: yeah, it was definitely creepy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it 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 brought it to the next level. And yeah, 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 it was
0: great. And you see, uh, Michael kane who's laying there and he's he's been shot, so he's injured. And there's this nurse, and you know, I I love De Palma, but I'm not going to lie to you, that nurse was way too close. To uh, to a, to uh, you know a client, or I should say, to a person in an asylum, because she's like leaning yeah, over. him Restraints to, to, should to have restra- been better,
1: man. Yeah. yeah.
0: So of course he chokes her, kills yeah. her, and then it's so reminiscent. We were just talking about Candyman earlier, how Helen uh, took the clothes of a nurse to yeah. to kind of get out of the place, and this is the same type of thing. Michael Caine yeah. took the clothes of the did. nurse, and yep. the camera pans up above him. And you see all these these people Crazy from the people. asylum, yeah. staring down like they're like they're watching yes. a movie. Creepy it's like, zone. right,
1: what kind of place is this where you've got people in bed? You know yeah. that are who knows maybe they are too dangerous. But then you've got. These other people that could just stand and watch above you it's yes. so weird and
0: freaking creepy yes absolutely uh and real quick before we finish uh with that finale just to catch up in the chat brian was saying i saw a de palma documentary and he sets the budget at a certain limit but it always goes a little over usually on all of his films the de palma documentary is really worth watching i'd love I to bet. see that where, where did you right. see it brian well, where can i see it Let let me know, please. (laughs) Uh, We got Byron back in the chat with us. Thanks so much, man, for joining us. We appreciate that. How are you doing? Um, Let's see. Uh, We also have (laughs) Byron saying, my name is Michael Kane, right? (laughs) And he says, I described this scene to someone in college and got reported to security by someone who overheard. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Let's see. Um. Brian was saying, night, I met Monique Dupree on the set of a horror film I was on, who is the sister of Tony Todd. Oh, that's cool. That is so cool, man. That is awesome. Wow. What a coincidence. That is awesome, man. All right. Uh, Saying, I saw it at uh, Bethel Cinema a few years ago. Okay, the documentary. Okay. I'm going to see if I can find it too, man, because I would love to see that. But yeah, so Michael Caine is grabbing the clothes of the nurse to get out of the asylum. And then we're back to that second shower scene. There's a lot yep. of duality in this movie, um, Coriander. You know, a lot of twos. There were two gloves for Angie Dickinson. There was uh, yep. two two shower scenes. Two blondes yeah. that were following his yeah. split screens. There's a lot of duality. And of course, the ultimate was Michael Caine as these two parts of himself. But in this shower scene, it was well done and you see michael kane standing at the doorway you can see the nurse mm-hmm. shoes and liz sees that as she opens up the shower and she's trying to figure out what to do and she's sneaking out of the shower opening yeah. up the the medicine cabinet thinking that she's going to get a weapon and all of a sudden you look at the shoes and you realize that there's no feet in the shoes so the killer yeah. is right behind her and then bam and i was like yeah. what i'm like they're killing Nancy Allen too. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you hear that 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 um, familiar music cue that, that mm. comes from one of your favorite movies of all time, Coriander. That <laughs> da, da, <laughs> da, da. And Nancy Allen wakes up yep. screaming, and I'm like,
1: what? <laughs> yeah.
0: What did you think of the scene, Coriander?
1: You know it. Uh... Like I said, there are parts of this movie Yet, you had, obviously, Psycho, but then with the music, you know, it reminded you of Carrie also. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, just like with Carrie, the movie opened with a shower scene. And just like with Carrie, it ended with a dream sequence. So,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I mean, I I was very interested to, because Brian De Palma has done a lot of movies dealing with personality Things, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Whether it's sisters, Carrie, yep. this, yep. Uh, body, du- uh, uh, what is it called? Body double. Um, mm-hmm. And, and probably another couple but but anyways it's just interesting that he kind of goes back to this well and me and you both were saying that's just like carrie and yeah. it, which is not a bad thing because carrie is fantastic but i must admit right. I, I was surprised that he kind of stayed in that lane a little bit and of course yeah. you know, nancy allen being in was it was then carrie correct yeah. right Ex- exactly. It's just like
1: instead of you know um uh, Sissy Spacek, who played Carrie, you know that was her movie. This is Nancy's movie because it yes. pretty much was, you know. Yeah. So
0: absolutely no, there's no doubt about that. Um yeah. But but let's jump into a few fun facts too for this movie because it's some fantastic stuff uh, with this movie. Um, let's start off with our first fun fact, Coriander. Uh, young De Palma. Young De Palma. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so when he was a young man, you know, at his mother's urging, he she asked to fall fo- you know, have him follow his father using recording equipment to try to catch him cheating on her.
0: Wow. So this
1: yeah, this inspired the movie. Yeah. Wow. Dang. <laughs> Could you imagine? You know, That's go follow crazy. your father and see if he's, you know, screwing this other bitch.
0: Right? It's crazy. Jeez. Uh, let's see. Our next one, uh, Nancy Allen, the great Nancy Allen.
1: Yeah. So De Palma wrote this role specifically for her. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And they, and they were, they were married. They were the married. Yes, yeah. they were. Absolutely. And yeah. I think Brian was asking that too, saying uh, wasn't Nancy Allen married to De Palma at this point? Yes. Yes, they were. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, our next one, uh, the shower scene yeah obviously
1: that was a body double for Angie <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah
0: absolutely um our, our next one that we have uh Angie's favorite
1: yeah she said this was like her one of her favorite movies of all time yeah oh, she okay, loved yeah, this right. yeah she loved playing this role
0: very cool yeah. uh the the X rating.
1: Yeah, it was going to be X-rated, but De Palma fought it and it got, you know, had it brought down to R. So good yeah. for him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a high-class high, high classed, uh, slasher movie. There's no doubt about that. And, of course, the yeah. Carrie connection that we talked that about. That we talked about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the
1: beginning and the ending. There. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah absolutely and also another fun fact too there are a couple other ones but the one that i want to throw out there too is that sean connery was originally asked to play the role of dr Elliot instead of michael Caine, or before oh. michael Caine, i should say and um hmm. he, he he wanted to do it but he had uh, prior commitments in his schedule so he had he's to got that out. yeah he's got
1: that voice it's a good thing that Killer really didn't talk much because yeah. damn i can't see him trying to play a transgender right? just because he's so manly you know right. and
0: yeah that, that's interesting yeah no I think Michael Caine was, was a great choice Jesus. but of
1: course I think so too yeah
0: yeah uh, but of course Sean Connery uh, did team up with De Palma later on in The Untouchables which was a fantastic mm, movie yeah. and also and also gave Sean Connery his first Oscar which was long overdue yes. long overdue yeah yep. um Let's see. Uh, Byron is saying, "I agree. It is good. Yeah. I mean, this this movie. Yeah. Oh, I think um, yeah. Because Brian was saying, uh, I think the conversation is one of the most underrated films of the '70s, as well as one of um, uh, Coppola's best films. Yeah, yeah. I, I can agree with that. I really could. Um, but yeah, the ending of this movie was 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 fantastic because you do have that that surreal scene." in the asylum and then of course Nancy Allen in yeah. the shower and it's it's really a it just kind of goes together really well and, and like we said she wakes up from this nightmare and you've got Peter there saying it's okay it's okay I'm here and she's like freaking out uh, she did a great job in that scene she was really yeah. really believable like she had just woken up from from a nightmare it was really good but um yeah. final thoughts on this coriander. final thoughts I mean this movie was problematic in some ways when it was first released, as far as this whole idea of, you know, um, the whole transgender viewpoint of it and, you know, mm. the callbacks that it had with Cycle, But even more so today, I mean, the movie's 40 years old and mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of people that do see problems with it as far as this whole connection with, you know, transsexuals and violence. Um, what, what do you think about that? Do you think that, that that's that's problematic for the movie or, or do you think it's much to do about nothing
1: uh you know uh, this person obviously had mental issues you know yes. along with having a, a, a sexual identity crisis also right so i mean if you take it as it is i mean some people take things to another level Mm-hmm. and i could probably see where some people would be upset about it yes but uh, i mean i i don't know i didn't think that it it drew it crossed a line or yeah. that you know uh, i don't know yeah. like i no. said before it, it, it's good that that people who have You know, sexual identity problems have the support that they have now. Yeah. So that they they don't feel stifled or they don't feel that they can express themselves and turn to drugs or whatever or violence, you know. So, I mean, it sucks that, you know, I don't know, that people still... Yeah. I don't know I don't I'm, I'm done with what you know I don't want to continue with that because <laughs> okay. we it. could take this to a totally different place yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. That's okay. I'm all set uh yeah. Drake, Drake was saying the Untouchables, a classic nice point night yeah it was it was a very good movie uh and Brian was asking uh, could this film be made today um you know I don't I think it could be made I don't think it would be one it wouldn't be as shocking and I don't yes. think could, yes. and I don't think and I don't think it could be done to the full extent like this was. I think that just nineteen eighty was a different time in movies.
1: you got away with a lot.
0: yeah, yeah yeah, so yeah. Brian's saying it probably couldn't be made the right way unless it had been had been done. yeah, yeah. and Drake's saying, uh they would have to tone down the transgender part because the world is soft now and they didn't think of these things then at least not like they do now exactly that's what we were saying yeah. too it, it would definitely have a different um vibe to it you know and it yeah. would be a, it wouldn't be as in your face for sure but um this is a fantastic movie uh and, and you know the, the fact that they call it you know a high class slasher it really really is i mean this is a huge difference than um you know, than the other week when we did Maniac. I mean, you talk about opposite right. ends of the spectrum for the slasher genre. I mean, yeah. th- this was very high class and very well done. So many great um, scenes in this movie, as far as just the direction and cinematography. So if if you're mm-hmm. if you're the type of person that appreciates that in a movie, um, I think you'll still find find a lot of good things with this this film. And um, yeah. That's about it. That's about what we got for *Just to Kill. Um, For you guys guys in the chat, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, please give the video a like. That would help out the channel greatly. But also, please, in the comment section, let us know what you think of *Just to Kill. What are your favorite moments? And uh, how does this movie still hold up today, 40 years later? That would be an interesting conversation to have in the comment section. So please do that. That would also help support us. Um, As we head on out, uh, Byron says I hope we have another 1980s where there's more more artistic freedom I agree Yeah, I really do I mean I think um, that's what makes these movies that we're dealing with for Slasher Movie Club on Mondays fun to do because it was from a time when there was more artistic freedom so we're seeing so much creativity and um, just ability in these slasher mm-hmm. movies and it's fun to see that um, yeah. Drake's, I'm Drake's excited
1: and- for next week
0: Yeah, Drake saying, uh, "Have a great night, night Corey. See you next time, guys. Thank you so much." Yeah, you too, Uh, Brian. Saying, "Thank you, night and coriander. Thanks a lot, man. We appreciate you hanging out with us." Uh, Drake saying, "Always a like and a share, bro. Hey, we appreciate that, man. We really, really do. Thank you so much for the support. It it means so much more than we could even say." Uh, Neil saying, "Great stream as always. Thanks so much, man. You're you're awesome, man. Can't wait to get (laughs) you back on here." talking some slashers with us but uh for next Monday coriander usually yeah. I would play usually i play a clip to tell us what it is but how about do you remember oh, what it's no. going to be
1: uh, uh I don't have my list no <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I thought you' were
0: gonna so, play something no 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 I figured because oh, well, no. I figured no I figured we we'd uh, you know kind of be more of a surprise for things okay but um byron saying <laughs> night night I like the yeah. <laughs> nice. Thanks a lot, thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. But we will catch you guys next Monday for a surprise episode for Slasher. You're Movie not gonna Club. say so thank- it? No, I'm mean, gonna keep it as a surprise, man. What? <laughs> we'll keep it as a surprise. We'll oh, be back geez. next Monday at eight for Slasher Booby Club, guys. So thank you so much. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, you are the Night Watch. Peace out, guys. Upch.